Welcome to the Oxygen Mask Podcast. If you're here as a parent or caregiver, educator or grandparent, we are glad to have you listening. This podcast is geared for the autism parent, but we welcome and invite all who are drawn to be here with us. I'm Beth and I'm your host. The title of this podcast, The Oxygen Mask, is based on a metaphor. Just as you're instructed on an airplane to put on your own oxygen mask before helping others, we believe we need to practice helping ourselves as parents so we can best help our children. At the beginning of each episode, we'll turn that metaphor into a concrete practice, pausing a few times a day to quiet our minds and take a deep breath into our bellies can help calm our minds and our bodies. With practice over time, we can actually build pathways in our brains that help reduce our stress response. So maybe you hit play on the podcast, ready to enter multitasking mode. Please take a minute of pause for yourself. All right, hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Oxygen Mask Podcast. If you are listening to this, you are still here, and so are we. Thanks for being here. I know our episodes have been much less frequent lately. We've been putting one foot right in front of the other day after day, just like you, and we're still here, tired, but still here. So we're not going to count the total days of this pandemic up to this point, and I hesitate to unlock the floodgates of how it feels in the middle of a COVID surge right now and and midwinter. It's literally like zero degrees today and probably less at the moment. But so by way of greeting, I think I'm going to stick with a Kurt Minnesota and I am fine. Tara, how are you? I'm fine. <laughs> Same. Yeah, it's um, you summed it up. Well, it's been kind of a time travel situation, I feel like so. But I'm fine. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, one of the main reasons we're here is to say farewell to you, Tara. Um, You will no longer be co-hosting the podcast and we'll leave it at that. We're done. Wow. I didn't, this is news to me. No, just kidding. kidding. We've, but yes, let's talk about it because um, I think there's a backstory sort of worth sharing. It illustrates some hard choices that you've had to make and sort of our relationship navigating it. And I'm learning as we go through this um, transition. So, yeah, for sure. I think we, we went through some conversations and then we're like, oh, this is actually putting in motion the things that we've talked about and how we, you know, practice mindfulness and intentionality and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was like back, my memory is sometime in the summer, late summer, maybe we actually got together outdoors. Yeah. And I think it had been hard to schedule like guests and both of us hosting podcasts. And I looked at you and I said, are you sure you want to keep doing this? Or if you don't yeah. want to do this anymore, that's okay. But I was like, <gasps> like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, please say answer. no, please say no. It was right? a half-hearted. It's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think I, I wasn't that I was caught off guard. I think, you know, we, you know, I had maybe considered whether it was still a good fit for me to continue, but I, because this has been like a passion project of mine and I, you know, initiated it, I've loved doing it. I was like, well, yeah, this is important to me. I want to keep this into my life. Right. 
And I think it was at a time period when we thought maybe the pandemic and some, you know, major changes in the world were kind of coming out of that too. So it was like trying to get back to a sense of normalcy a little bit. And so that was something I had wanted to continue doing. So I think I was, yeah, a quick, of course, you know, yes, I want to continue doing it. And then as we kind of went on in the, the trying to plan things and trying to, you know, coordinate schedules, I was quickly realizing that maybe there wasn't enough time or maybe it wasn't even time. It was like my mental capacity wasn't um, allowing for some of that. So I think through the pandemic, clearly we had some lightening up of loads because out of our realm of control, we couldn't help it. Things came to a screeching halt and getting back into some sort of normalcy. I've been trying to be very intentional about what I'm keeping and what I'm saying yes to but I hadn't quite gotten there yet when we had been talking. Mm. So it was sort of like this knee jerk, like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You had emailed and said, you know what, as I try to look at my calendar and find open dates and, and really it became like squeezing in a creative project that um, it is a lot of fun. I love doing this with you, but it totally makes sense. And yeah, I'm I think that was like, as you talk about it mm-hmm. in black and white on my, you know, calendar screen, I was like, how am I going to even do this? And then it did become this like, okay, what am I doing? Because previous to the pandemic, of course, my life was very full with lots of different projects. And, you know, in general, there's so much like here we are in this moment of another shift and sort of a closing, uh, constricting maybe of life again. Um, And I remember in summer and late spring thinking, hey, I liked the relative clearness. Like if you looked on your calendar, chances are the thing was canceled, whatever it was, you know, or or couldn't happen. And I kind of found, we found through, you know, experience that that was okay. And then I told myself, you know what, I'm going to guard that. I really want to, but then it's so hard to actually put into action and yeah. And why really, why right. do we want to like, from our experiences, what is it that we're holding room for, you know? For sure. Yeah. And I think it's easy to say no to things that don't feel good anymore. Right. Like that you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, good riddance. I don't have to do that anymore. Like uh, for example, you know, I'm working from home. So like, I love that I'm not commuting downtown anymore and I don't want to, you know, I would intentionally say no to things that required me to get on a bus again, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's easy, but other things that I really, that we enjoy doing, those are harder things to say no to, but even if it's like what you said, that there just has to be some room, um, in your schedule room in your, your brain capacity. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I feel like my mental capacity is just not what it was before the pandemic. So I can have to be really intentional about where I'm going to focus my time and energy and without depleting myself. So how about with, and and I'm thinking too, just as a parent of a kid on the spectrum that suited my son pretty well to be having fewer transitions out the door every day. And, um, and I know I was concerned about like social exposure and sort of opportunities to practice, you know, skills that aren't um, coming firsthand for him or, but it felt like maybe we could actually be more intentional about the things that we did have because we had cleaned up sort of the, 
the variety of things that we were doing. So then I could actually think ahead and say, hey, we're going somewhere this afternoon. What's it going to take to get there without like scrambling around at the last minute? And so, so I feel like it helped him be less sort of irritable and pressured. Mm-hmm. It helped me be more intentional about sharing the load instead of like going to his room to grab socks and listing out the things right. that we needed. It was more like, all right, let's collect ourselves together and say, what is it going to take to leave in, in 30 minutes? So I, those are things that I would just put my head down and storm right through mm-hmm. and do it for other people because I'm in a hurry and that's yeah. how things happen. Anyway, just uh, yeah, I'm just noticing because that. now that you have the extra time, you can give him the space to be participating, right? You don't have to always like take care of everything and rush everybody out the door. You can allow others to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just think we've needed like a lot more space for just yeah, like you said, and it, it, when you're so busy, you can't be intentional, right? Mm-hmm. So now there's, we were kind of forced to be intentional and forced to take a pause. And now we have to think about what do we keep and what works, what wasn't working. It's a great, you know, time to realign yourselves and your family and your kiddos without jumping right back into the way it was, you know, like maybe that wasn't ideal or, or things are different. So maybe it's time to do things a little differently. So yeah, I'm, I'm finding like we, we went after some, some self-care, you know, like this is the order of we're trying to get done, get dressed by this time in the morning and just things that are going to be better for the long term for independence yeah. and, and routine. Those things we kind of doubled down on. And I think my, because I'm kind of antsy, I think, oh, empty space in the schedule equals boredom and listen like restlessness or something. But yeah. the more we settled into that, the more I was like, actually, that's an opportunity for something yeah. I didn't see before um, in small ways. So, yeah. And, you know, I know I shared this with you off, off camera, but, um, and I know we're doing a podcast, but some of it's on video. So I'm showing my coffee mug, but it, my coffee mug I had created last summer that says do less, be more. And that's been my mantra. And it's really hard. <laughs> It's hard Mm -hmm. to adhere to it, but just the concept of by doing less, you can be more present and you'll have, you can be more of what you want to want to be and what you want to have. And again, that like intentionality, but it is hard to sit still um, Mm -hmm. and think that you're, that that's productive, right? Because there's this whole concept of we have to be doing, we have to be active in order to have worth and value and, you know, be making strides and moving forward and all that stuff. It's very action oriented, but really you just have to do less so that you can be more and be more present. And then things unfold the way they're supposed to. Yeah. And you had talked about sort of making room for rest. I don't even think about that as something like I think of sleep, <laughs> like I, right. I try well, to get a good night's too. sleep, but I really, I really think like hit the gas in the morning and yeah. don't let up until, you know, after right. Cause we want to make the most of the day and make the most of, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's really true in particular with uh, parents with special needs children too, because there's just this added layer of needs that have to happen and, um, you know, therapies and, and school and just a lot more worry on top of all of that. And I think this is still applicable, right? Like just where can you do less in order to be more, or where can you let go of things so that it makes room for rest and the things that you do need 
to have mm-hmm. in your lives to recharge and, and to cope with this new, you know, world that we're living in that is pretty stressful right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not lost on our kids either. Like I've got one kid homesick today and my son is pretty nervous about that. Like, mm-hmm. can I holding a blanket over his face on the couch this morning? Like, what do we do about this? It's made its way in. You know? Right. Right. Um, so like, we, I don't know what's going to throw him emotionally. Like there have been things, changes of schedule or, um, Oh, we had one, uh, anyway, a positive COVID case in the family before a uh, Christmas gathering. And so then it was, you know, I didn't realize how focused he was on people's testing, like positive. He had this right. whole chart written out of who wow. was where with what test result, And because he, he was trying to make sense of this chaotic situation. And, yeah. and that took up, then he was, couldn't focus on getting packed and organizing himself to get out the door because there's this emotional spin happening. And, and that's when usually I would just like get frustrated and do everything for him. But it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, wait a minute there. Now I can pay attention a little bit better. I feel like to that undercurrent of emotional sort of hijacking that might be happening. Um, Yeah. And did you think, I mean, you clearly saw it in your son, but I'm also Mm -hmm. wondering because those, that's the same thing everybody's going through, right? There's this Mm -hmm. mental gymnastics that we're going through and like, did I cough on somebody? Did I cut, you know, weird, like all trying to connect all the dots. So do you feel like that was happening within you too? Did you recognize it or did you only kind of see it in your son's manifesting, you know? No, I'm uh, noticing him is always secondary or no primary. I notice yeah. him, but I don't realize the extent to which I have just sort of boom, like rocketed up into action mode and decision-making right. and caught up in what time are we going to test and how, which, te- <laughs> you know, things like that. I mean, now I'm very COVID focused, but this happens in a lot of different life patterns, but right. where I'm, and I'm sure, you know, these kids are empathetic and, and, and oh, yeah. sense our energy. And I know I'm spiraling really tight <laughs> and yeah. just sort of like bouncing around. And I don't realize that yeah. first I, I look around and see, oh, I need to help him calm down, but I haven't checked in on myself at all yet um, right. either. Which mm-hmm. is super common. And I think honestly, that kind of ties back in really well to the reason that we started this whole podcast, right? Was that whole oxygen mm-hmm. mass concept of, you know, you have to take care of yourself and your own spiraling and your own whatever's because yeah, your kids are picking up on that energy. It's really impossible not to have anxiety about things right now, but I do think there's still that reminder. Cause like you and I were talking about, it's a practice. We have to constantly kind of keep practicing, putting on that oxygen mask and taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of our children. So, mm-hmm. and in small ways, like I'm taking a deep breath when I park the car before I get out and, you know, things, um, and just trying to notice, like you asked me, did I notice like my kind of energy and where my brain was? And I don't know, 50, 50, maybe if I'm lucky, depending <laughs> right? on, on the time of, of oh, the week and good. time of day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe that's exaggerated too. I mean, we act but, like we're, we've got it all together on here, but we really don't. <laughs> Like well, yeah. Uh, and pretty much everything that I'm speaking out loud is what I'm trying to learn and relearn myself. So, um, right. but you know, I was doing, um, with communities engaging autism who produces this podcast as well. 
we do a parent growth circle and we had one early in the month of January. And um, we were, somebody brought up in that conversation, um, the oxygen mask sort of metaphor. And I was like, and it, and I, as we were talking about it, I realized how reflexive it is for me to like swat the oxygen mask away. <laughs> so like it <laughs> drops down in front of your face and you're like, here's a moment where you could, you realize maybe I'm tired or I just snapped and I'm irritable or my head is starting to hurt or whatever. And instead of taking a, a minute, um, I swat it away and I proceed and I, you know, yeah. drop my shoulder and barge right through, you know? So I realized like, I'm trying to hold that idea of when I swat the mask away because I, yeah. I do. That's a good like visual too. And I think those kinds of things really help, right? When you have sort of a, oh yeah, I'm, I'm literally swatting the mask away. So hold on a minute. And you know, it takes one minute, right? Or less, like you said, taking a deep breath in the car or whatever it is. It, it doesn't have to be this whole, okay, I'm going to sit down and do mindfulness for 20 minutes, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. I like the visual. <laughs> yeah. And then the, what do I need opens up a whole can of worms. Like in that moment, it could just be taking three deep breaths, but you've mm -hmm. helped me, I think, especially during this conversation about, you know, the decision to leave with, with co-hosting um, you've helped me realize like, because I think everything is good. And I, what do I need? I, I love creative outlets and this has become one of them. Mm -hmm. If I have five of them, none of them actually gets me or I don't have space enough for all of them to do the filling up sort of of my energy and and stuff yeah. that I need so yeah the overcommitting thing I think I think again that's just like the hardest thing is that you don't want to say no to things that you really do enjoy doing or like doing and mm -hmm. yeah so it's still hard for, I'm still sitting here going well maybe I should come back because I yeah. love doing this <laughs> but I also know like in this moment, it fills me up and I love it. And I love chatting with you. And I know that's not going to go away, that our friendship won't go away. But I think I'm doing the right thing by saying this has served its purpose for me. It's kind of, you know, run its course for me and it's been good and it's okay to move on to the next thing, which I don't have anything. I, you know, we've talked about like what that looks like. And I, I right now just need to hold space. Um, I need to really focus on my, my kiddos and my family um, myself and, and then just sort of see what unfolds is where I'm yeah. at. So, mm -hmm. and I really want to acknowledge too, that this was like your baby. This is something mm -hmm. you brought up and how loosely you hold it. I think that's pretty amazing. Like, um, that you don't look, what is that? There's a term for that, like lost investment or something like that. You invest mm -hmm. a bunch of time and energy into something and then you don't want to, because of the past investment, you don't want to let it go like, or whatever. Right. So, like thinking that you've wasted all that time and yeah. 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 So no. I just really commend you for like, um, joyfully, gracefully sort of with a open hand. I always like that visual yeah. of like, am I clenching onto this or am I sort yeah. of offering it up and seeing if it, if it, yeah, I think that's, I probably did kind of a gut check and I don't really, really remember what was going through my head, but I, you know, kind of the same thing, like, is this feeling like am I clenching onto this and just trying to hang on to it because it is something I started um, with you and like, I feel a lot of passion around it. And I still feel a lot of passion around the topics that we've talked about and the, and maybe the guidance that we've given, you know, other families or at least started conversations. So I, 
that still feels, you know, I'm passionate about it, but yeah, it felt a little more like I was holding onto it too tightly. And mm-hmm. now, um, you know, not only will I have room to see where things unfold for me, but I'm really excited to see where this podcast unfolds. I know that you're going to be bringing in, you know, other guests and I'm just excited to, you know, see where it unfolds. So, yeah, you know, my first major in college was communications and like, I always wanted to be like a, a writer, an interviewer, like a journalist and um, that, that this whole turn toward having more guests and reaching out to people, having sort of a, what are our shared interests conversation and then kind of writing an outline that, that gets the questions that will help them help the guests sort of share the pieces they're most passionate about. It has been awesome like of all my pieces of work um it's the one that sort of gives me most energy and each time I have a guest on I feel like it sort of invests in a relationship and then Mm -hmm. so I plan on continuing to do the guest thing and having people back to check in because every single conversation I've had I feel like I it sticks with me and it impacts my day-to-day interaction and parenting. And, and I hear a lot from listeners almost every time afterward. Thank you for putting that out in the world. Like I needed to hear that. That's mm-hmm. been really insightful to me. And so it's been really cool. I'm grateful. Um, well, I'm grateful to have been a part of this too. And I'm grateful for the journey and I'm grateful to see where it goes next. You know, we joke about this, but you're the one that will always like review and listen to the podcast. And I just can't because I can't listen <laughs> to myself. But so now maybe now that I'm not on the podcast, I'll be able to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. You'll actually like, yes, not want to like run away that yeah. um, vulnerability hangover that exactly. Brown talks yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I will definitely be listening and um, hopefully yeah. Uh, maybe I'll come back as a guest interview or something at some point, but yeah. I would love that. That would be great. Well, and for those listening, you know, if you have an idea or a conversation that you would want to share on the podcast, you can reach out to me at info at CEA for autism.org. Um, I really want to have more voices that are too often overlooked or not part of the conversation. And even, you know, sometimes it's hard to fill, put all your ideas into just one episode. So I'm totally willing to be, to be flexible and do a couple little tidbits of conversation. Um, Each one, I feel like really sticks with you. And that's the holding it and carrying it for a duration, I think is where the learning happens. So, so Tara, thank you for, for starting this great Oxygen Math podcast. Thank you for helping me what... You're always the the launcher. And so you've helped me let go of some of like my perfectionistic tendencies. And <laughs> you're like, well, I feel like you've been really easy. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know about, about that. I just maybe um, I think you execute uh, better than I do. Sometimes I'll have these ideas and you're like, yeah, let's do that. Let's go. So it's yeah. been a great partnership because I think we've worked really well together. So I appreciate you mm-hmm. a lot. So thank you. Yeah. And I've been so grateful for everybody that you know, kind of championed this and got it off the ground as a little, you know, when it was a a spark in our eye about doing this. And um, I appreciate everybody that subscribed and listened and shared and uh, commented and contributed. So I look forward to watching and listening. Thanks, Sarah. So we invite you to carry some of what you heard today into your day to day. Did you find kernels of joy or reassurance? Where did you feel some resistance? 
let us know so we can learn and grow together. You can comment and subscribe to the podcast at Communities Engaging Autism's website, www.ceaforautism.org. Share the podcast with members of your village to strengthen those essential connections. And above all, please secure your own oxygen mask before helping others.